0: Standard Issue for all women. Hello. Now, I know you're probably thinking, do Standard Issue have some great chops lined up for us to listen to in 2019? And the answer is, yes, we bloody do. For the rest of January, we've actually got some themed chops for you with Sunday interviews focusing on the subject of fertility. First up, when Mick and I were last in Dublin, we went to see the brilliant Aoife McArdle, who decided to go it alone and have IVF and raise a child as a single mother. And we had a brilliant time learning about why she did it, about how she did it and about how she feels now. Spoiler alert, she feels great and she has the most adorable daughter. Coming up the week after, Mickey and Jen spoke to Nicola Salmon, who is a self-described fat fertility expert. And finally, in the last in this series... Mickey will be talking to the writer and all-round top woman, Christine Robertson, about the indignity of IVF. So, yeah, first one of those coming up. Keep your ears peeled for the rest. And if you don't want to keep your ears peeled or your eye on Twitter, maybe just press subscribe and it will be waiting for you. Until next week.
1: Got plans for Valentine's Day? No, me either. Actually, that's a lie. I do. And those plans are moving to... A new location as of February the 14th in London, we will be at King's Place near King's Cross and we will be hosting the fantastic Dame Claire of Balding and the excellent Sarah Pasco. Tickets are on sale now, so, you know, get them quickly because they are going to sell like baked goods that are warm. Get yourself over to www.sarahmelican.co.uk forward slash standard hyphen issue where you can find out about this and all of our other excellent shows. Hello, Mickey here. Hannah and I are in Dublin and we are having a cup of tea with all-round excellent woman, Eva McCardle. Hi Aoife. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us in your house again. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's a pleasure. Always a pleasure.
1: You're
0: welcome back to Dublin.
1: Now, I love Ipa because the first thing she said was, she was like, are we talking about repeal or are we talking about the single mum thing? Yeah.
0: Single <laughs> no, the there. first thing she said was, do you want a cup of tea?" Oh, yeah, that is a well good reason
1: to uh, love her. And if you hear slurping, that's because she came good on that promise. Yeah. Uh, we also provided the world's loudest biscuits. <laughs> so, look out for those. It's a single mum thing that we have come here to talk to you about and basically you have done it all on your own from start to five and a bit year old yeah could you tell us why you decided to go solo on this I guess because
2: I wasn't very good at relationships and I I suppose I I did spend definitely my early 30s desperately trying to to find somebody to have a baby with and at any time a relationship ended I was sadder about the prospect of not having a baby or not having becoming a mom I suppose than the ending of the relationship per se. I was talking to a gay friend and we decided we'd have a baby and uh, co-parent and I was so gung ho about that really really into it and he changed his mind and I was absolutely devastated so much so that the night that he told me that he changed his mind I was howling with grief so loudly that my next door neighbour heard me and she banged on the door and she's like let me in let me in he fell, whatever it is it's not that bad and I had told her about this and I told her then he changed his mind and she said you should just have a baby on your own and she had mentioned that before and I just thought no no I, I just was so uncomfortable with the idea and then when she said it this time and I'd, I think it was such a visceral reaction to that plan being scuppered I knew how much I wanted this to happen and then I I started thinking about it and what she said was so-and-so has done it and it was a, a sister of a friend of hers the friend I'd met and she said, just ring her. So I, I rang this woman. It was definitely the most important conversation of my life. And I spoke to her for 45 minutes and she was just a really sound woman. I just thought, oh yeah, I can be like you. I, I had this idea of what a single woman that would do this on their own might be like. And I, I just didn't, I didn't know, I didn't see myself getting into that box or something and she was just so sound and I, I thought, okay yeah and it was like a switch going off and literally she talked me through her process like what clinic she used what sperm bank she used all her reasonings uh, and they all seemed so sound and so well thought out and she had spent about maybe four years researching everything and coming to all these decisions and I went okay cool and I did exactly the same I literally rang her clinic you know went to her sperm bank did everything that she did and it all happened extremely quickly so that would have been probably April 2012 and I had a baby by the following July
1: oh my god Wow! So, yeah
2: just slightly over a year I later. haven't I
1: even cleaned my spare room in the time <laughs> it took for you to do that I yeah I've,
0: I've got things on the stairs <laughs> that I've been waiting to go up for longer than yeah
2: that. it was about 15 months from the time I decided to like I, I spoke to her and by the time I had a baby then so yeah it was really quick
0: Can I ask why you thought about going on that route as opposed to, say, adopting a baby? I know it might be different in Ireland to how it is at home. It's just
2: extremely difficult and it's extremely expensive. And I just knew of colleagues and... Different people who had fertility issues in couples, and it was just so difficult. So I knew of one particular couple who'd spent six years on a wait, sort of on a, a waiting list. I think you were bumped up, and you know they ticked every box. They were a lovely couple. They were young enough. They had enough money. They had, you know, and then they reached the top of the line almost, and the border closed, and there was no more adoptions from that country, and and that was that. And at that stage, I think they'd crossed the the age threshold and stuff, and i i I mean I admit I didn't do too much research into it, but you know by all accounts anything I did find out was it just seemed like it was so difficult
1: I think particularly if you want a baby as well rather than a a child who's a little bit older and that's absolutely fair enough
2: yeah could you talk us through the process like how how do you go about it then well it's really quite straightforward um if you don't have any fertility issues obviously I, i didn't know whether i did or not but i rang a clinic a fertility clinic made an appointment had to wait maybe i think six or seven weeks to to have that appointment had the appointment, had bloods done to check your egg reserve. Then those results come back, you have another um, consultation. My bloods were really poor. I had a very low egg reserve. So uh, again, sort of more grief that I kind of thought, you know, this really well may not happen for me. But I kind of thought, at least I'll have tried. And at least, you know, when I'm 50, I'll go, well, I I tried. I tried my best to do this and it didn't work out. And I thought I'd just feel more at peace with that than not having tried. So he decided, the fertility consultant decided to try one IUI to see how I responded. So IUI is intrauterine insemination. Um, which, is that the
1: turkey based?
2: Egg? It is basically, yeah. It is <laughs> <laughs> <use> a syringe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mental image
1: ruined. Although, yeah. yeah.
2: Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, it, you. You are medicated, but very, very small amounts to stimulate uh, your egg growth, and then you are scanned. It's an internal scan uh, until they they know exactly when is the opportune time to to have the insemination I suppose and uh, yeah it's so straightforward and it worked first time it did work first time yeah 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 and you know you know I'm a teacher and I was teaching that morning and I thought this was going to be a really long process so I didn't want to take any time off Uh, I was teaching that morning and I had a free class and then I asked somebody to take one class for me and I said I just have to go and give bloods and uh, legged it over like drove really fast had it done it was it took no time at all and then I was back and I remember like teaching Hamlet that afternoon and getting a flash going what have you done <laughs>
1: wow you nipped off for a quickie yeah <laughs> amazing literally <laughs> literally <listening. laughs>
2: yeah
1: may I ask about cost obviously yeah, sure. you don't have to
2: so with the the i u i wasn't too expensive, it was a little over about a thousand euro, maybe eleven hundred euro. The bloods and all those tests and those kind of things they were maybe six or seven hundred. I had also another test to check that my fallopian tubes weren't blocked. one of them was, so they were only ever going to um do the insemination if I was ovulating from one ovary then sperm so sperm you can literally let them choose it for you and go um, anonymous which means that you don't you'll never know uh, the identity of the donor and I wasn't comfortable with that so I wanted um, my child to be able to contact um, their donor when they're 18 so I went for identity release and then I this is all because of that woman I'd spoken to had done all this research so this, <laughs> this isn't because I did all this research but so She had decided to go with the the Sperm Bank of California because they limit each donor to 10 families. So one family could be a lesbian couple where they both might use the the sperm, but it's 10 families. So you're not going to have like dozens and dozens of donor siblings around the world, which, you know, is something you need to think about. And they have a sibling registry as well. So if you want to be in touch with um, donor siblings from early on, you can do that.
1: There's a whole other aspect of family that you have to take into
2: Yeah, which I think is really good because, you know, yeah, I met a, one of my cousins when I was early 20s and I hadn't been in touch with her there for years and we just clicked. Like, there, there is something in your DNA, I think, that can just... could There could be a real potential link there for a great relationship. Um, I was going to... i just add a quick oh, ask yes. about the sperm. Yes. ask a sperm And yeah, mine was a sperm question too.
1: Oh, OK. I would <laughs> go on. Well... We had someone wrote a piece for us about what she called the baby gravy train, which was getting on board this. And she did a lot of the research, and in the end, she just decided it wasn't it wasn't right for her for that time. Yeah. But they, you get like a
2: catalogue. That's you can... exactly
0: my question. <laughs> How do you pick? <laughs> <laughs> where you can choose. It, it, like right? it
2: wasn't unlike online dating like there was drop down menus so ethnicity there was eye color there was hair color now bear in mind i suppose that the biggest market for sperm is from heterosexual couples where the the male sperm isn't working so they're looking generally for a donor with the same uh, physical characteristics as the the husband or the male partner in in that heterosexual couple so i think that's the main reasoning behind it I wasn't at all interested well was I at all I was actually sorry that's not quite true but I was more interested in the personality and everything Uh, so I I narrowed it down to five at the end and then in, at the very end, I went. Well, this poor kid won't have a dad, so I might as well get her a tan. And I picked <laughs> like dark olive hair, dark olive skin, dark olive everything, just to try and get her to tan. But you, you know, totally backfire. She's, she's ginger. Yeah, <laughs> she's not ginger. She's blonde
1: yeah. <laughs> with beautiful freckles. Yeah, isn't she? yeah, she's yeah, blonde and freckly.
2: She's very Irish. Look, she's yeah, she does look like Irish. She looks like you. She's like me. She's yeah. identical. She's yeah. lovely.
1: That's that's so. Did you find it a bit weird when you were doing that? It just seems quite funny to be going. Uh, Swipe left. Yeah, no,
2: it is. It's surreal. It's a totally surreal experience.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I assume that. Oh, but well, I mean, I'm saying I assume I don't know that they screen. Oh yeah, for uh, STDs and all that. Well, no, but also for sort of genetic. Yeah, they like do. They of, do. It, in case yeah. you've both got some gene that Absolutely. matches up. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: More so than any other person I know who's had a baby. And when I went for my booking appointment at the maternity hospital, and I told her circumstances, and she was very diplomatic and you know didn't blink an eye, and she just didn't ask me anything about the donor. And so she was like, "You're a blood group, you're this, you're that." And then at the end, I just said, "Do you not want to know anything about the donor?" And she said, "Do you know?" And I'm like, "And so I told, yeah, yeah." And I knew the blood group, I knew everything. She was. Bl- blown away by how much I knew and you know, has he ever had you know, uh, anything with his eyes has he ever had an, I knew all that information plus things like we've both been tested for CF and loads of different things that normal people you know, usually people wouldn't yeah, be tested know. for. Yeah, you wouldn't do that when you just yeah. meet someone, like, yeah. you, you don't know their medical no, history uh, at no. all no. Well, wow. More
0: often than not, people don't know that they carry something until it comes to, yeah. it comes mm, to that situation
1: absolutely. So the process of
2: getting up the duff was fairly straightforward. Yeah, it was. Right? The biggest thing was the decision. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What I, were you what were your pros and cons? What was your thinking I process? thought, well, you know,
2: being a teacher in a Catholic school in Ireland, I thought what are they going to say? How, you know, what's that going to be like? I'll, you know, there was never even an unmarried mother, let alone somebody who'd done it like this. It's just I just I just thought what will people think? Yeah. I'm from a small town. What, you know, I don't know, um, you know, was it ethical to bring a child into the world deliberately with, it, with only one parent? And, you know, we lost our mum when I was young. And if, if that happened to me, what would happen to the baby? And was that fair? And just all these things. And yeah, those loads, those loads of what ifs, you know. Again, yeah. that's really interesting because
0: so many babies that were born, absolutely zero thought but into who was going to look after
2: them, what was yeah, going to yeah, happen to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's it because you you are setting out so deliberately to do this. You feel responsible to really think it through, yeah, yeah, and to have an answer for anyone who might ask you. But have you thought about yeah,
1: yeah? What were people's reactions?
2: Unbelievably supportive, like unbelievably, just like the nuns in school. Never they they didn't blink. They were unbelievable. They were just so lovely, and I sat them down and I was telling them and I said look I know it's not ideal and she put her arm over it and she said Aoife I'm going to stop you there won't this baby be very wanted and very loved and won't it have a lovely mammy and isn't that ideal and Aww. lovely and then another <laughs> nun said I think you're marvellous aren't you like our lady <laughs> A promotion oh, saying, oh my it? god like I I thought you know I thought it was going to be the wrath of, of God and you know how could you do this and uh, but as one of the other teachers said, um, you said every 10 you would on me. there's the reality of it guys <laughs> <laughs>
1: You were saying uh, people's reactions.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And other teachers were kind of surprised that I got away with it so easily, that people were, that everybody was so accepting and so cool with it. What did they think you were going to get? Lines? No, they thought there might be a coolness or a little disapproval or whatever, but it was an overwhelming good for you. It was an overwhelming congratulations and uh, it really was lovely. I just got such support. More than I think anybody else ever had, you know, more than any of the, the married couples or anything. But as one teacher said, Sharifa, they just think you're still a virgin. So that's great. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Is that not
0: true?
2: Uh, yeah, I absolutely. To to you. Uh, <laughs> um,
1: I wanted to ask you something that you mentioned the first time we met, where mm. we met your little girl and she's lovely and you just mm. sort of dropped it into conversation that yeah. you had done it on your own. And I was yeah. like, we are coming back. <laughs> and you, I was saying about one of my friends who's really interested in doing this because she was in a similar situation yeah. to what you were in uh when you made your decision and i said when she, you know people are telling her mm. that that you know she should do it they'll mm. be there for yeah. for it and you went <laughs> they, they won't well.
2: <laughs> yeah i think people are are really mean well but everybody is busy mm-hmm. you know everybody is busy um and especially initially when a baby really well I mean I I breastfed as well maybe that made things maybe a little bit more exclusive to me but um she she wouldn't have gone to anybody else anyway so maybe there wasn't so much stuff they could do, but I would have loved maybe a bit more company um, because, you know, I was tied to the house a bit and I would have, it, it, you know, there were times when it was a bit, lo- it was a bit lonely. Um, and yeah, it's. but all of us, you know, we, we have lo- there's, a huge group of friends of single moms now and pretty much all of us have felt that, that people say they'll be there for you, they'll be there for you, but they're not really because they're just caught up in their own lives and that's oh. fine. Oh, I get that. I mean, my, yeah.
0: my brother is a... A single dad, and you know when it first happened. Yeah, I was there five six nights a week.
2: Yeah,
0: now I'm there once a week if he's lucky because, yeah. you know, he. I, I don't want to make it sound like I gave them a huge yeah. chunk of my life, but yeah. I gave them like a good six months. Yeah, and then I was like, I need, I need to start reclaiming some of my yeah. time. Yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, there are still occasions where he rings me and says, I, "I, I, need this." Yeah, but. Yeah but i think, as well, like I can see that he's getting on quite well, yeah, so although they he's clearly not got a baby, I mean, a baby's a very fundamentally a different thing, than yeah, as a little and boy. it's
2: definitely gotten easier as Clara's gotten older, and she'd go to other people yeah easier, and yeah,
1: I think a lot of new mothers in general say that they can feel quite lonely because people yeah. just don't really know what to do I'm, yeah. I'm very lucky to have a massive friendship group and I, I love them all and mm. a few of them have had babies because yeah. they're the age where they have babies I don't know what to do with one so yeah. I kind of go I'm just going to get in the way yeah, yeah. when actually what I should be doing is going around and going I'll do the dishes and make you a cup of tea Yeah, but they'll, they'll pass me a baby that I might well drop and that will not. <laughs>
2: they won't like that it's hard because you know it is hard because there might be you might have had a sleepless night and you actually don't want a visitor because you want to just yeah. get, you want to get some kip and and I think your your visitors pick up on that as well. It is very hard to help. I admit that, you know, because it, it is such an unpredictable time.
0: Can I ask a question? It might be rude, so please tell me. Um, oh no, if it is. no rude. What have you told? Clara.
2: Clara. Clara knows um, that I felt sad because uh, lots of my friends were already mums and I really wanted to be a mum and I didn't meet any dads um, that I wanted to to be the dad in our family and so um, a, a man in America um, gave me some of his cells and well he gave them to a nurse and the nurse put them in my tummy and mixed them up with my cells and I made a baby and then she came out and I was the happiest mummy in the world and I bring her with me I give blood every three months and so I bring her with me and I she knows about donating cells and bits to help other people and she knows that to make a a new baby anything um you need cells from a man and a woman and the same with dogs or cats or any you know so yeah it's she accepts it completely we have loads of books every family is different so whenever anybody says how come you don't have a dad she'll kind of be like everybody every family is different some families have two mums some families have two dads our family just has a mum you know so she just thinks that's that's her her normal her reality she's met loads of other families that-, that, that is true now
1: they do that when I meet new people we'll be chatting for a while and they'll say something about their mum and dad and I'll go oh god are they still together <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, was, I was an only child brought up by my mum for for a long old time, there was just the two of us. Yeah, and I got the questions of like, well "Where's your dad? Yeah, has she been getting them at school, or is that yet to come? Do you think?"
2: Um, I I don't know, but I think I don't think it'll phase her. She does get them. I mean, some people are really interested, and yeah. I mean, here Ireland definitely. I mean, we have a much lower rate rate of divorce than the UK. It's still very low, and uh, I hate to bring class into it. But, you know, she goes to a school where I would imagine that most of the parents are graduates and stuff. And definitely in her class, because we got the, the parental details, the other 19 kids in her class have a mum and a dad. Um, so, you know, I think. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, she, it'll be a bit unusual, but I don't think it'll phase her. I think that's just her her reality, her normal. That's and, all you've ever known. Yeah, it's
0: like, a, yeah, it's like asking what's it like to be a twin. I mean, what's yeah. it yeah. like, like not, not to be one? Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. When
1: well, my mum said, What do you want to do when you grow up? and I was like, well, I want to I meet a man, and she was like, Oh, and I'm like, and We'll fall in love, and she's like, I'll oh, so we'll get married, and she's like, Oh, and we'll have a baby and then they'll leave and I'll bring her up on my own and mum was like no no that's, that's not a plan kind of is a plan that's maybe not what you want for your child
0: but can, can I ask another question having done this once yeah did you consider doing it a second time I did
2: and I did do it again uh, as in I tried but my, as I said, my fertility was really low the first time, so it was just unbelievable that I I got pregnant so easily the first time. When I went, I decided two years later, um, to do it again, uh, and my fertility was lower again, so they put me straight onto IVF, and it, I didn't respond at all. They cancelled it, and I just felt this overwhelming relief, uh, because wow. I was just at capacity. I was working full time. You know, and I, I think I've been doing it because that's what you do—that you have to have a sibling, and um, every family has two kids. And uh, in Ireland, only children are quite rare. I think yeah. you know, it's like, oh, how come you only have one of you? You know, did your dad die? Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I felt relieved, and while I was during the whole process, I, I was kind of uh, okay. So if I, if this doesn't happen, uh what will I do? And I thought, oh, it'll be, it'll won't be so bad. I'll have, I'll be, you know, I'll have way more money because I won't be paying for childcare for a second one, and I could afford to maybe work part time, and I could afford to go on a really nice holiday this summer and travel. And that money uh, that I'm not spending on IVF, I could do this with. And actually, Plan B ended up just sounding way more appealing to me, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we did. So when I didn't respond. Uh, they cancelled the cycle they gave me back most of the money and I didn't do it again and uh, we went on a cracking holiday and I took a year off work and uh, we went travelling a bit and uh, yeah it just it, it I just looked on the bright side of it all. And, uh, you know, Clara and I just slot in so well. You know, is it a cuckoo that sort of uh, robs other people's nests? Yeah, Yeah. 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 we're kind of like that. You know, (laughs) when other people are going out, other families are going out for dinner. and I'm like, oh, we might come with you because we just slot in. But, you know, it's not a big deal to slot in one other kid and um, one other adult it's yeah, it easy what
1: my mum and I were like when yeah. I was little so yeah. my dad left when I was five and right. I don't have contact with him yeah. and it was just me and her and it yeah. was just she was always surrounded by people who yeah. were super welcoming yeah. like they were sort of come with us come with us I and especially
2: with family so one family in particular that we hang out with a lot they have two boys and Clara's in between their ages. And Clara just adds a different dimension. It kind of stops them killing each other and it brings kind of a calm. So the parents are like, Oh, it's great. Huh? And we get to have great chats. So we hung out all day Saturday and the three kids just played so well together and they were just like, oh, How come the boys aren't killing each other? And uh, you know, it just adds a different energy, I suppose. And it's it's it's, it's grand. It's good. We have a good old life, you know. So yeah, I'm actually I've no, I've, There's no um, hard feelings or regret or sadness. No, you can that, tell from the way yeah. you talk about it mm. that
1: it was absolutely the right decision. Yeah. What advice would you give to a woman who was maybe thinking of doing it and still at the unsure stage?
2: To trust your gut. I mean, if you're unsure, it's a really hard thing for me to say, go do it if they're not sure because I think I, I felt very sure that I wanted to experience motherhood. I, I just felt... Um, I don't you know, I just felt um, marginalized and isolated. And I suppose as well, maybe uh, teachers teachers are kind of conventional. I suppose we're a bit hardwired for security and, and sort of maybe conventional. And all my, my friends and colleagues had kids and they all talked about it. And I just longed to be able to take part in those conversations and to be part of it. And maybe if I'd had a different job, it, it wouldn't have been as a parenter. But I definitely just felt isolated so I don't know I would say trust your gut just uh, with anything I I think that's my advice for anything really is to trust your instinct and trust your gut and do it it's doable though it's so it is definitely doable I was going to say knowing
1: that you want to be a mum is something else I meant more like unsure about the process but the process sounds fairly straightforward it is
2: it is now some of our our, our, we have a big group of single mums here in Ireland and some of those are professional women that haven't been able to afford to go back to work because childcare is so just out of control price wise here, and it's not tax deductible, you know. So some people have decided not to to go back to work and um, are living on social welfare and benefits. That that's I don't know.
0: So I suppose actually, to that degree, being a teacher is yeah. also ideal in that you don't have to find childcare during the summer holidays.
2: It's hard enough because it's you know I've found that side of things stressful. So I was starting a new job this year and i i need child because clara was starting school so we start school at the same time but not in the same place so i needed somebody to take her to school then she's at school for a certain amount of time and then i need somebody to bring her up to take her to pick her up and so that was actually logistically so much hassle and so much stress and i kind of thought oh when she's at school it'll be so much easier but it's not she finishes at 10 past one Um, And I need somebody. So childcare still costs me a thousand euro a month. Childcare is just, and
0: I don't even have children. And yet I know that childcare is a disgrace because everybody I know, most women I know say to me, do you know I actually work four days a week for nothing? Yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, that's how bad it is at home. Yeah. And I would assume it's no different here.
1: Yeah. But the pros, right? The pros. It all sounds like it's worked out brilliantly.
0: I mean, there must have been points that you thought this is this was...
2: She, she never stops talking. And they're like, I mean, I'll, I'll, under my breath, I'm always, oh my God, shut up. And I'm like, yes, my love. And, and all the time. And uh, yeah, she, she drives me mad after, you know, sometimes, of course. Yeah. But no, not for a second have I ever regretted it, ever. Like, I mean, I've not for a second have I ever even thought that this wasn't absolutely the best thing I've ever done. 100%. Uh, one child is much easier. And, you know, I, I breastfed her, so I never really had a sleepless night or anything. So I just stuck her on the boob and off, you know, it was fine. And I, uh, I've had it easy. I've never had a sleepless night. So I know that's easy.
1: Wow. Oh, and there's a question that you are welcome to tell me to
2: sort off for. Yeah.
1: Did you just ditch the dating? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's funny. Yeah, I, I just sometimes did.
1: get the sperm cuss I, just,
2: <laughs> I have zero. <laughs> it's funny though; I've it, it, just lost interest completely, and I'd hate to think that that part of my life is dead completely. Because I mean, I'm only forty-four, but I've had I've zero 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 interest right now. But I would like to think that I'll regain some interest at some point. I would, you know. I guess it kind of puts into perspective, maybe,
1: that when you were looking before you made this decision mm. it wasn't really for you it was for this yeah rather than for you know the fella yeah. or the, the partner yeah it was it was for this yeah and you've done that on your own yeah and they, you know the right royal pain's in the bum <laughs> mine's lovely i shouldn't say that he's lovely but it's taken a while to find
2: one mm. <laughs> give me that sperm catalogue <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you so much for being so candid and chatting to us about this
2: oh no worries I, I love talking about it listeners will not
0: be able to see Aoife's face here which is literally just saying this is the best decision it's I ever made word, without I, the words the word
1: beatific it's like
0: beatific, isn't it beatific, beatific.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, the beatific yeah uh,
1: it's beatific slash beatific that's how I would describe Aoife's yeah. face
2: and that's after a difficult bedtime, so...
1: Yeah, that's true, that's true. She wanted to be in on the action.
2: She did, she got uh, serious FOMO, that poor kid.
1: <laughs> Standard issue
0: for all women.